It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, major escalation. Israel carrying out even more airstrikes overnight ahead of an imminent ground war. This comes amid new concern over the fate of the hostages, including Americans taken in those surprise attacks on Israel. We're live with the latest developments. Plus, hidden heroes. Savannah takes us inside a very special event honoring a very special group of caregivers for veterans. First of all, just what does it mean to you to be here tonight and to be recognized and appreciated as caregivers? Well, I think it's important to recognize that caregivers are more than just wives. They're husbands taking care of spouses, their children taking care of parents, sons taking care of fathers. So caregiving is an activity that transcends gender roles. This morning, we are shining a light on their incredible stories. And live from New York, SNL is back, and so is a familiar face. Pete, what are you doing here? Plus, two of the show's biggest alums, Eddie Murphy and Adam Sandler, are out with new projects. We've got a sneak peek coming up in an action-packed pop start today, Thursday, October 12th, 2023. On fall break from Carmel, Indiana. Celebrating my 13th birthday. Visiting from DeWitt, Iowa. To celebrate her anniversary. Here to celebrate my retirement. From Alton, Illinois. On our first trip to New York. From Indianapolis. On a mother-daughter trip. Checking off our booking list. From Laramie, Wyoming. Hello, Lake Charles, Louisiana. And Sierra Vista, Arizona. Journalism students from the University of Missouri. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Welcome back to today. We're so happy that you're with us on this Thursday morning. We've got a big crowd here in New York. I see some Savannah signs, girl. SG, uh, they're not going to be happy, but we're going to we'll give them extra love for you on the plaza this Aww. morning. Morning, guys. Good to see you. All right. Let's get right to our news at eight o'clock. We're going to begin with breaking news from Israel, where Secretary of State Anthony Blinken arrived this morning after meeting with Israel's prime minister. Blinken revealed an increase in the number of Americans known to have been killed in the Hamas terror attacks. Tragically. The number of innocent lives claimed by Hamas's heinous attacks continues to rise. Among those, we now know that at least 25 American citizens were killed. We join families in Israel, in the United States, around the world in mourning their immeasurable loss. Secretary Blinken is in Tel Aviv to show solidarity as Israel intensified its airstrikes in Gaza and prepared for a potential ground invasion. He's also expected to work toward the release of hostages, including Americans held by Hamas. NBC's Raf Sanchez is on the ground in Israel. He's got the very latest for us. Hey, Raf. Guys, good morning. All across the south of this country, we can see Israeli tanks massing for a potential ground invasion of Gaza. But with every passing hour, fears are growing for the hostages being held captive. Six days into the worst hostage crisis in Israel's history, desperate families waiting for answers. I can only think about my family over there, Steen. What are they doing to them? There are at least 150 hostages, and there are still Americans unaccounted for. But some receiving the news they'd feared the most. 
That's your mom. Earlier this week, 66-year-old American Adrian Netta's family was on the phone with her when Hamas gunmen burst into her home. Her son, speaking to Lester Holt, still hopeful. We're waiting for you. We love you. We're waiting for you at home. But now, Netta's family confirming she's been found dead. The family had called on the U.S. and Israel to do everything they can to find the hostages. Secretary Blinken and a team in Israel this morning to push forward the search for Americans still missing. While Israel waits to learn their fate in the darkest hours still coming together, singing the national anthem in bomb shelters, and drawing strength from stories of heroism, including that of grandmother Rahel Edri. Five terrorists burst into her home on Saturday. But quick-thinking Rahel decided to offer her captors food. So on the table here, you can see some of the food. And she told us they made her taste everything she gave them because they were worried she might have tried to poison it. Buying time for Israeli commandos to storm the house and set her free. I tell the hostages the whole country and the whole world cares for you. Don't show them you're afraid, she says. I'm so happy you're safe. A moment of hope in an hour with few of them. Now, traveling with Secretary Blinken here in Israel today is a senior U.S. official responsible for hostage rescues. The U.S. and Israeli governments are looking to come up with a joint plan to bring their citizens home. Guys. All right, Raf Sanchez there on the border of Gaza. Raf, thank you. And meanwhile, in a surprise move last night, the United Auto Workers announced a major escalation of its nearly month-old strike. The union walked out at Ford's most profitable SUV and truck plant in Kentucky, where 8,700 of its members are employed. Since launching the limited strike against Ford, GM, and Stellantis, the, the union has gradually added more plants whenever it feels that a company has refused to make progress in contract talks. Ford called the UAW's decision to strike that truck plant, quote, grossly irresponsible. Today marks 25 years since Matthew Shepard died following a brutal anti-gay attack that made national headlines in Laramie, Wyoming. Katie Couric was the first to interview Matthew's parents back then, Judy and Dennis Shepard, not long after he was killed. And she sat down with them again for an exclusive interview. They reflected upon their son, Matt, where he would be now <laughs> if he were alive, as well as their response to what one of the perpetrators, Russell Henderson, is now saying about the attack as he serves out a life sentence. And he said, quote, I think about Matthew every single day of my life. I think about him in every single one of those days that I've had that he hasn't had. His family hasn't had. His friends haven't had. I'm so, so ashamed I was ever part of this. Don't believe it for a second. We differ there. I think without the other guy, Aaron McKinney, Russell would, Russell would have been fine. He was a follower up until he became involved with McKinney and drugs. He was a good kid, got lost, bad family life. I think he's as much a victim as Matt was. It's a very compelling interview, and Katie's going to be with us live next Thursday to share it in its entirety. So, guys, we look forward to that. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, Coming up, guys, on Pop Star, Carson's treating us to several sneak peeks at new movies from some of Hollywood's biggest stars. All right, it's going to be good. And then we want to take you inside an inspiring night with an organization that's close to our hearts, making sure our nation's veteran caregivers get the support and recognition they deserve. What a night. Can't wait to tell you about it. But first, these messages. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed it's 8 13 and we are back with the reason that savannah's in washington this morning a very special event Honoring the nation's military and veteran caregivers. I know it's one of your favorite events, SG. Oh, I just feel good thinking about it. It was such a beautiful evening, you guys. Uh, as you all know, for the last five years, I've had the privilege of being an ambassador for Hidden Heroes alongside the legendary Tom Hanks. This initiative was started by Elizabeth Dole and her foundation, and it provides critical support to the nation's nearly six million veteran caregivers. What you may not know is that nearly half of them are men, and many of them are taking care of their fathers who served in Vietnam. This morning, we want to shine a light on some of their incredible stories. We're just going to put on this shirt, okay? You can do it, Dad. You're strong. We'll put on your shoes. All right, there we go. When I was a kid, I didn't know much about my dad's service because he didn't talk much about it. Growing up in Yonkers, New York, Chris Tromer didn't understand why it was so difficult for his father, James, to get out of bed. James served in the Air Force in Vietnam and came home a changed person. If you interrupted him watching television or did something wrong, he would fly off the handle. Chris understands now his dad had been suffering from PTSD and most likely various undiagnosed traumatic brain injuries. Over the years, I forgave him because it was really holding me down. You know, the weight of bitterness and resentment. And once I let it go, I was able to become a better person. In 2015, James had a stroke complicated by dementia. Chris made the difficult decision to retire from his beloved job as a sergeant in the NYPD to take care of his father full time. It's exhausting, but it's brought me closer to my dad, that relationship we never had that we're able to start building now and make up for time lost. There are six million veteran caregivers in the United States, and like Chris, nearly half are men. The Elizabeth Dole Foundation's Hidden Heroes program offers help and free resources and a chance to connect with other caregivers. At the annual Hidden Heroes Gala in Washington, D.C. last night, Chris was able to connect with other male hidden heroes, like Ilahia Johnson of Hawaii, who cares for his father, Anthony, a U.S. Army Vietnam vet, and Sean Lopez of Maryland, who put his career as a geologist on hold to care for his father, Carlos, a career Navy veteran. Well, first of all, just what does it mean to you to be here tonight and to be recognized and appreciated as caregivers? Well, I think it's important to recognize that caregivers are more than just wives. They're husbands taking care of spouses, their children taking care of parents, sons taking care of fathers. So caregiving is an activity that transcends gender roles. I mean, I always say caregivers are serving our country as well when they're taking care of our veterans who served 
and sacrificed so much for us. You know, my dad served at a time where it wasn't his choice to serve. Drafted right out of high school, sent to Vietnam. It shaped so much of his life after that. So it's definitely a way to serve, is to take care of those who put it all on the line. What do caregivers need? What would you want people to know? There's a point where you're just exhausted. We need more uh, outlets where we can talk amongst peers or mental health professionals. And you could feel the camaraderie in the room, not only between caregivers, but with the many stars who came to honor them, like Oscar winner Tom Hanks and actor Adam Driver, who also served as a Marine. This may be a complicated question, but how has being a caregiver to your fathers affected your relationships with your fathers? In my case, um, it got way better. You know, it got stronger because in the course of caring for him, I understood more about what he went through. It seems like a simple question, but why do you do it? What does it mean to you to, to take care of your father? So I think we spend so much time in life asking the question of what do I want my life to look like? Instead of asking what it should be is who do I want to be in life? And so for me, that was powerful in finding my sense of purpose as a caregiver. And it's clear that none of these men or any of these courageous caregivers do what they do for accolades. For them, these acts of service are simply acts of love. My dad uh, was asked by the doctor, who takes care of you? And he said, my son takes care of me. He's my caregiver. I felt good about it when he said that. Guys, it, it, was, it was so beautiful. Every time I'm telling you, these caregivers are so incredible what they do, and they serve mostly in the shadows. People don't know, and that's why this organization, Hidden Heroes, means so much to me. It's like my goal every year. You're not going to be hidden. Not this year. We're going to show your faces. We, we want everyone to look around their neighborhoods and their communities. There are caregivers everywhere, whether they're veteran caregivers or just taking care of elderly parents or kids with special needs, and they need us to see them and say, Hey, I'm here. What can I do for you? Can I watch your kids for an afternoon? Hey, do you need a break? It, it's just, it's so easy. It's great to be involved, but it's just, just that human touch means so much to these caregivers. I hear it all the time. Well, and you know, you think about this. You, I always think about the sacrifices caregivers yes. make, but when you see what they're getting in return, when you talk yes. about the bond with their dads, yeah. my word, that was so profound to me. It really it is. is. Yeah. It's so, because a lot of them and all the gentlemen we talked to yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, they all had, you know, kind of complicated relationships with their fathers because their fathers had suffered so much and it was so misunderstood. And this act of caregiving, which is a total act of sacrifice by their sons, has opened up this relationship. And they they say they feel so honored and privileged to do it, even though it's the hardest work you could imagine. That was so beautiful. That was so great to shine a light on that. Yes, Savannah, awesome. We can't wait to see you, by the way, back here in studio 1A tomorrow. That was awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. You said it's who I want to be. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And when Savannah also pointing out the fact that their service to their fathers, it's service to this country as well. So we are grateful. Thanks, SG. Safe travels. Thank you. Mr. Roker, how about another check of the weather? All right, let's show you what we've got for you. Look at today. Uh, we're going to start off with some heavy rain down through the southeast. There have been some tornado watches there. Most of them, thankfully, uh, starting to expire. Look at that snow back through the Rockies. There could be some significant upper elevation snowfall.
fall. This part of a system that's moving to the east. Uh, and you can see where it's chilly, 30s and 40s, about 80s and 90s down through Texas into southern Florida. For the day today, heavy rain down through the southeast, rainy and stormy in the central and northern plains. Heavy snow back through the northern Rockies, sunshine along the west coast. Best time of the morning! Pop start! We gotta fly, we gotta go, we gotta go. First up, SNL, the show returns this weekend for season 49, and they're bringing a familiar face to host the big premiere. Pete Davidson making his big return this Saturday. The former SNL star left in 2022, was originally slated to host the season finale last year before it was canceled due to the writer's strike. Pete's gonna be joined by musical guest Ice Spice. That'll be one not to miss. Uh, speaking of SNL, we've got a couple of sneak peeks at former castmates and what they're doing with their next big projects. We'll start with Eddie Murphy, the iconic comedian, is starring in his first ever holiday movie. It's hard to believe he's never done a holiday wow. movie. This time with the one and only Tracy Ellis Ross. It's called Candy Cane Lane. Eddie plays a Christmas-obsessed dad who accidentally makes a deal with an elf who casts a spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wreaks havoc in their town. Candy Cane Lane starts streaming on Prime Video December First, next up in our walk down SNL alumni lane, Adam Sandler is lending his voice to Netflix's upcoming animated project, Leo. In the movie musical, Sandler plays a 74-year-old lizard and class pet who learns he only has one year left to live and decides to use his remaining time, giving students a little boost of support. Comedians Bill Burr is in it, Cecily Strong, Jason Alexander, and Rob Schneider, not to mention the Sandler family, both daughters, Sadie and Sonny, (laughs) plus Jackie, Adam's wife. Maybe there's a family pet making an appearance. I'm not sure. Love it. Leo premieres November 21st on Netflix. You can check out the full trailer at today.com. All right, next up, The Iron Claw, the first trailer is out for this star-studded biopic. The film featuring Zac uh, Efron and the Bears' Jeremy Allen White it centers around the Von Erich brothers who made wrestling history back in the early 80s. The Iron Claw hits theaters December 22nd. And quickly, finally, Reba McIntyre, after swinging by the studio earlier this week for an incredible performance, the newest vo- voice coach popped over to watch what happens live last night to sit down with Andy Cohn. And during a game called Textual Behavior, Reba revealing that she's never actually texted her pal Dolly Parton. In fact, they've got a very unique way of communicating. She's like a fax machine. Yes. That's how they talk. And Miley Cyrus has talked about that, too. That's how she communicates with her godmother. I love it. Even Miley doesn't have the digits. Love it, love it, love it. That is a Luddite. All right. Look who's... Look who's here. Jada De Laurentiis. She's making her viral sheet pan lasagna. No layers. second anniversary right here happy anniversary it's the 12th day of october 2023 let's give some camera time did everyone get on oh, did almost physical, everyone get on it's physical PT. therapist month physical therapist month Look we love that. our pt i'm doing i'm doing pt that. right now Me with too. my my pt way at uh, hss so thank, thank you all for, for coming all we're happy too. you guys are here oh, thank you guys you have yes literally both kinds literally. of patients uh, by the way, it feels a little like fall out here. Some great weather to cozy up with a good book, perhaps. So we brought in two of our favorite writers, Isaac and Jasmine. They're going to share their recommendations for that next book that you might want to dive into this fall. Oh, it's going to be so pumped up to read. Also ahead, two words, Giada and lasagna. Wow. It is a match made in heaven for pasta fans. She's got a layer-free recipe for the Italian classic that you may want to make tonight, Uncle Al. That's it. And Hoda, I think you want to stick around for our third hour. Look who we got here. Chili Jones. Oh! Fresh off her incredible. 
performance at the World Gymnastics Championships, helping Team USA bring home the seventh consecutive gold. Look at My that. gosh, how, how's it feeling? Um, it feels amazing. I've worked so hard to get here, so to actually have it around my neck is so unreal. <laughs> wow, you got a gold and a bronze there. The bronze was for the all-around? Yes. Is that right? Congratulations. We're so proud of you. Paris is not far away. Right. So, How are you least... feeling about it? Um, I feel amazing. You know, it was uh, like a month's trip, so we're here today, and it's just like the hard work pays off. You got a security right. guard walking around with you? <laughs> You're in New York <laughs> City with all that hardware. You're clanking yeah. around. <laughs> so yes. Sally said it's okay if we call her Shy. I like yeah. Shy. Oh, oh, better. Shy. And she's oh, related congrats. to Chanel Jones. That's not true. Oh, There's <laughs> nothing true about that. Shy Nell. Uh, we're going to talk to a little, little bit more with Shy coming up in the next hour. Before we do anything else, one more check of the weather. By the way, there's somebody down at the other end that has a copy of Pops, oh. your book that you wrote about. He said he'd like an autograph. We will definitely right. sign that book. All right, let's show you what we've got as far as your weekend weather is concerned. For tomorrow, flood threat in the upper Midwest, mild out west. Storms leave is in the southeast. Uh, then Saturday, oh, unfortunately, another wet weekend. Mid-Atlantic, northeast as well. Plenty of sunshine. Midsection of the country chilly into the plains. Some wet weather moves into the Pacific Northwest. Sunday, Sunday! Windy and chilly around the Great Lakes. The Northeast are going to be slightly cooler down through the Southern Plains. Warm and dry out West, with the exception of the Pacific Northwest. This nice lady brought a couple of my old books here. Oh, <laughs> this this oh. sign says, I've been waiting to meet Al Roker since I was in third grade. Oh. What's, your what's your name? Oh. Kathleen. All right, Kathleen. That there you go. Dreams come true. Uh, very wow. cool. Just Thanks. as impressive up close, right? I can, I can check it off my bucket list. Oh. There you go. We like that. I was here the last time, and he wasn't here, and I got to well, I'm so happy to see you again, Kathleen. Good to see you. All right, coming up next, uh, two of our favorite authors are here. They're ready to share their favorite fall reads because it goes with cooler weather, right? Curling up with a good book. But first, this is today on NBC. Back 836, helping you read more today. So fall's in full swing, and with it comes a fresh new batch of great books. Here to share some of their favorites, a pair of New York Times bestselling authors, Isaac Fitzgerald and Jasmine Guillory. Good morning. Good morning. How time. are you? We need fresh books. We need to start fresh. So let's go with fiction. fiction. Isaac, what's let's our fiction pick? Listen, Jasmine Ward, two-time National Book Award winner. Okay. She doesn't need my help. But this book was just so good, I had to come on the show and talk about it. Okay. It falls Annis. She's a slave girl. She's living in the Carolinas. Eventually, she makes her way down to Louisiana to a sugar plantation. It's harrowing. But what drives you through this book yeah. is Jasmine's writing. It is absolutely Beautiful. incredible. The other aspect of it is her ancestry. She comes from a warrior grandmother. There's spirits. Oh, There's so I'm much in. going on you in sold this book. It. Yeah. The title comes from Dante's Inferno. The writing's impeccable. Do it. I'm in. All right, Jasmine, take us away. What's your fiction pick? It's is Lush Lives. This is a beautiful love story set here in New York City. It, it was one of those books, the writing is so beautiful that it, it felt like I was inside the book with them, that I was walking the streets of the city, that I was living this Ooh. life with them, which is, I feel like, what the best fiction makes you feel like. I loved every, okay. every page of it. Sounds like candy. I'm yeah. into it. Let's talk Let's talk nonfiction. You're into the Roman Empire. Hold on, I got a Help question. I got a question for you. I got a question for Don't you. How me. often do you think about the Roman Empire? That you never. never. That's not true. Never. That can't possibly be true. Never. Our language is derived. There's so much history. But let me tell you who thinks about it all the who? time. Who? Mary Beard. 
And this is the follow-up. It's not so much a sequel as it's in conversation with their first book, SPQR, which was incredible. It's called Emperor of Rome. This takes us through 26 leaders, but not chronologically. It gives us kind of pulls the curtain back on what their lives were like, who they surrounded themselves with. Let me tell you what it also makes me very helpful for. Peaceful, uh, Transfers of power, because there's a lot of murdering that was happening back then. But the history here is amazing. I just went to Rome for the first time. Mm -hmm. This book, reading it while I was there, made the whole place come alive. Mary Beard also doesn't write in academic prose. It is conversational. It is understandable. I love this book. My God, you totally sold that one. Okay, Jasmine, what's your nonfiction pick? Congratulations. The best is over. This is a collection of essays by R. Eric Thomas. His rating makes me laugh so hard. Oh, good. But also is so heart, like touches my heart, makes me tear up. Every essay feels like you're just having a a great gossip with a good friend over brunch. And like, I feel like he's my best friend now. I hope he knows that because this is like such, so much fun to read. By the way, essays, it's always nice to have it by your bed. You can pick it up. You can read. Bite-sized bits for like weeks on end. It's great. All right. Now we're giving you free reign. Author's choice. You have all the genres. What are you picking? Wellness by Nathan Hill. This book is wonderful. He's an incredible writer. All of his talents are on full display here. But what I love about this book is you can tell he did a ton of research. Now, at its core, it's the story of a young couple. They meet in Chicago in the 90s, and it's 20 years of love, marriage, how life can fill our hearts, but also disappoint us a little bit. But behind it is all this incredible research. There's a bibliography. This is a fiction book with a bibliography. And the things that Nathan Hill is fascinated by fascinate me as well. It is kind of a send-up of our current culture, but also has a ton of heart. It's 600 plus pages, but you wouldn't know it. You'll rip right through it. Incredible. Oh my God. I'm so pumped up. I don't know. I'm also, it matches your pants. It matches, my it matches your pants. Okay. What is your author's pick? Um, Meg Cabot is like the romance goddess, right? Okay. And it's October. I feel like people are in the mood to read something yes. a little witchy. Yes. This is a romance about a witch in a small town in October mm-hmm. who like has to save the world. It's, a handsome stranger comes to town and they have to save her town together. It is so much fun to read. I just ripped right through it. You'll love it. Okay. Take it. Give us some young adult or kid stuff. What do you have? All right. Ava reads a study in drowning. Mm -hmm. Basically we follow Effie. She's this young architecture student. She's the only woman in her class, but her favorite author who's passed his manner basically needs like a redo. So she's going there to where it's like a dream project for her, but there she meets Preston who's a literary academic and he is actually convinced that her favorite author who she's there to like help yeah. with his house is a fraud. Now, do they like each other? Well, do they? Yeah. They do not, but maybe eventually. <laughs> maybe that's right. She knows. Uh, they come together begrudgingly to solve a mystery. There's gothic romance in this. It is a perfect, perfect, perfect October read. It's by the sea. The buildings are crumbling. The ooh, world building ooh. is incredible. Oh, I love it. Okay, young adult, what you got? This, so the Blackwoods, yeah. this book is about uh, like a Hollywood family, a big sprawling family. The matriarch dies at the beginning of the family. Mm -hmm. And the story is about her two granddaughters and then we have flashbacks of her life. So there's family Mm. secrets. There, It's about fame and how it's affected all of their lives. But it is also just so juicy you cannot put this one down. You guys, I have to tell you, you make reading so fun and exciting. We got to point out that your book, Dirtbag Massachusetts, coming out in paperback, of course, New York 
York Times seller, bestseller runaway. You just said that you like essays because you can pick them up yeah. and put them down. It's essays, baby. <laughs> and we've got Drunk on Love. We're going to remind you of your latest work. Again, two brilliant writers sitting right here picking brilliant books. Y'all, thank you for making reading fun. Thank you so We're much. We're into it. You can thank find you, the rest oh, yeah. of the picks on our website. Just head to today.com slash books. Coming up next, get ready for cuteness overload. We're going to take you inside a nursing home using toddlers to help residents get back in touch with their inner child. But first, this is Today on NBC. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs, streaming, game console, consoling, smart thermostat, set for cuddle time, doorbell camera, oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Welcome back to 844 with an inside look at one very successful program that's helping people of all ages connect. Yeah, there's this nursing home in Japan where they hired a very special team of workers Mm -hmm. for the sole task of keeping residents smiling. NBC's Janice Mackey Freer joins us with probably the sweetest story you're going to see all day. Hey, Janice. (laughs) Hey, good morning, guys. You guys know it can be a tough job these days to make somebody smile. So when a nursing home in Japan was looking for a way to cheer up its elderly residents, who better to hire than the world's experts at being cute babies? Once a week, Rina Shinohara heads off to work, clocking in for a shift at the Ichiwan nursing home for a job you could say she was born to do. Rina is one of the home's baby workers, a pint-sized team of professionals hired to spend time with elderly residents. Being cute is a full-time occupation here. The task, to make the days a little brighter. It energizes me to see them, so this really helps me, says Tetsuo Ojiro, who's 93. His own grandkids don't come around much anymore. The idea of hiring babies came about after the nursing home's director brought her own granddaughter to work. When I saw the elderly people smile, I realized the power possessed by infants, says Kimigondo, So she advertised for recruits, up to three years old, who can't yet speak well to keep conversations simple. Requirements are pretty loose. Babies work when they want to and stroll around with a parent. She gets to interact with grandmothers and grandfathers, says Rina's mother. It's funny, I'm not working, but she has a job. Rina, do you like your job? The patter of little feet around wheelchairs and walkers here is meant to ease the isolation that often comes with growing old. It's especially acute in Japan, where a third of the population is over age 65. Last year, the government even created a ministry of loneliness to help get reclusive people out, especially after the pandemic. 
They should be able to interact with people of all ages, she says. It's only natural. There are now 70 baby workers on staff here, giggling for 100 residents, making the home more of a hub. When they come, they're so cute, she says. Being a baby worker isn't always easy, though. And there's mandatory retirement before preschool. But it comes with a salary of diapers and ice cream and a rich payoff for residents, too. Being adorable is one thing, but the fact that the baby workers can't yet speak is important. The nursing home's director explained it this way, that as most elderly residents age, it becomes harder for them to speak and to express their emotions. So nonverbal communication, the stuff that babies are great at, the hugs, the giggles, the toddler chaos, it can go a lot further than words in really giving people something to smile about. That's a great idea. That's a universal language. Win-win for both. The kid gets ice cream. The boys get the sunshine of children. Beautiful. We should bring that to the States. Thank you, Janice. Thanks, Janice. Coming up next, it's another good idea here. It's not slaving in your kitchen, layering lasagna, layer after layer. Why? Giada's here. She says you don't have to do that. She's got this new method, one sheet, one layer. It's all over social media. You're going to get a hands-on lesson on how to do it. Coming up at first, this is Today on NBC. Very excited for this moment. Sounds like someone's about to get whacked, but we're going to make a great meal. Today food, joined by one of our favorites, the one and only Giada De Laurentiis. Giada, of course, known for her hit TV shows and best-selling cookbooks. And recently, you went to Italy, right? And what'd you no. do there? You always go to Italy. <laughs> And you've got a new culinary line available through your popular lifestyle. Why am I talking to you? Your website, I'm your right store. Here. Giada's here, everybody. <laughs> well, you got a new pasta we're going to talk about. Oh, but yeah. I say, you have a thousand recipes, and we started talking about this idea of not of doing the the, uh, the lasagna without a hundred layers and just doing it as a single layer. We're just going to dump it all in a pot. Where did this idea come from, and why isn't it this? Well, how come the people haven't been doing this for years? Well, because so this is a shape I had when I was a kid. They're little, they're, li- they're called tacole, but they're like, think of taking lasagna sheets and breaking them up, okay? Right. And so when we used to eat it, my mom used to just dump everything on top of it and just bake it off. Right. Because when you have four kids, right. time is of the That's essence. The no one has time though. to like layer everything. Yeah, and I love the crispy The parts. top layer, the yeah. baked off oh, layer. The crispy the, so this is Wait, just that. Just How do you it? make it? So when we get there, you'll see. Look, they're eating it. I mean, more. they're eating it. So oh, maybe yeah. some, maybe Hoda's got something crispy. It's really, yeah. What do you have, Jen? You have garlic and oil already. So I have garlic that's now burning because right. we talk too much. Um, and olive oil. Where's and the spinach? Is that frozen? Some, yeah, that's fr- you can use fresh or frozen. I like the frozen because I like the texture. You'll see when we place it on top. Doesn't that just top. release a lot of water, though, the frozen spinach? So this is defrosted, and we squeezed out all of the water. Okay, Pro and tip. then you put it in here, yep. and then we add some Calabrian chili. Have mm-hmm. you ever had this before? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. Really? Yeah. Okay. You have. I probably have. I probably you have. you're a big cook, so I'm pretty sure you have. Siri's put it in there. Oh, I know that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's okay? all mushed up. Yeah, that's great. It's all mushed up? Got a little bit okay. of heat, wow. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. What, what, what am I, on Hot Ones with Giada? <laughs> Um, well, right. now you will never forget it. So there you go. Okay, anyway, but it's right. sweet and hot. Yep, it's delicious. Together. So we're going to saute this. It's going to end up looking like this. Yep. Okay, and then we take this, and we take the spinach mixture, and we mix it into the ricotta. So when you- I saw this yesterday, I, I know you could eat it, obviously, as a main meal, but it, it almost felt like it could be a pass-around appy. 
Like you could cut it and short and just could walk you, around. Do you guys think that you could, could eat that I mean, as, it's, a, as it's an robust, appetizer walking yeah, around? And, well, you could, I suppose. If you did a, a thin idea. layer or and then took a pizza cutter maybe and cut it in a Put them in little, little like muffin tins. Right. Something like that. Okay. Like, why are you, you know my what? recipe? <laughs> right. anyway, I'm sorry, John. Really no, what I, what I wanted this to say people is that you, okay, so it's all mixed, right? Yeah, it looks okay, great. So moving on. But what I was going to tell you is you see that, so pick up one of the noodles. Yep. Okay. Some of the tacoli. 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 Excuse me. Okay, but look, so what I do is I cook them, then I put them in the oven, just plain on a sheet pan with mm-hmm. some Parmesan cheese and create tacoli chips. Oh, then, uh, that's what I'm talking about. And then you can that's do an appetizer. That's what I was talking about. That's Super Bowl. Better. That'll be You're at my on the crib. right track, Carson. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, sausage. Meanwhile, uh, all right, you going sweet or you going uh, hot? Or spicy. This is spicy. You can yeah, use so whatever. Sweet, mm-hmm. spicy. Use a sausage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Al dente. That's <laughs> well, it has to be because we're going to put it in the oven for go 30 again. minutes. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to break this this guy up. And this I'm is always you. the toughest part, is breaking up this lump of meat. Yeah, when we do that, you want to do something yeah, else? Yeah, go ahead. And then we're going to add red onion to it just to season it. Now, mm. the great thing is you can make all of these pieces mm. um, in advance. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then you can put it on there. You can even go that far. I feel like you've been yeah. hiding this from us because you've done so much great culinary work over the years. Like, where's this bit? This is incredible. I needed a special pasta to do this. Uh, mm. That's why so you created this. I needed the shapes. So a lot of the, all of the shapes, really, that um, are part of this line are... Shapes reminiscent of what I grew up with that you mm. can't really find. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the exciting part of pasta. So you can buy the pasta. And not just that. Yeah, you can buy the pasta. The yes. Pasta. And not just that, but the quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, to me, is very, okay. is very special. All right. All right. We got the okay. sausage working. So we're going to mix the sausage. Like, well, crumbled. Yeah, but you would have added well, the, I would have added the onions. The red, yeah, the red yeah. onion. Got that okay. going. All right. So this is what it looks like here. Okay. Beautiful. So now. I'm going to let you do the rest. Gotcha. Now we build. Just Marnar add it in. Oh, no. Into the pot. All of it? Are we layering this? Okay. No, no, no layering. Gotcha. No, no splash. Layering. No layering. Okay. We're going to okay. go. Add some pasta water. Yep. Okay. A little thickener. Well, well you don't creamier. want it to get too dry, right? Yep. So the pasta water has starch in it, and that really helps. Cheese. Cheese. Got it. One cup of mozzarella. One yep. 18 pounds of Parmigiano-Reggiano. Because that is my favorite cheese of the world. That is the most expensive cheese on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a block the other day. It was like $22. Yeah. Like, well, I'm like, is there a smaller block here? Yeah. I got the $16 one. Okay. All right. So that oh, mix is great. God. You got to build. Okay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Right. Okay, we got it. it. We got it. it. Mix it. Okay, ready? Yeah. Here we go with the taco. Do it. Oh, Bring it in. Oh, oh, oh there. Dump it. Just no, it I told you there's no building. No building. This is oh, you just it all on the sheet. And then you put it on the sheet? So the noodles are still al dente, though. You can't really serve this yet. It's designed for the second cook-off, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Did you mix sure. that well? Because if you didn't mix it well, then we're oh, going to have patches that are let's new. Let's pretend he did. We don't want pretend. any new dish. Uh, and you gave me okay, the world's go. smallest thing to mix it. All right. All right. Okay, go, go, go. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Okay, seconds. so it all goes on top. Nice job on the mix, though. Wow, good yeah. job. Okay, you do this. Go, go. Parson. Go. What is happening here? We're going to race. A little more cheese. you got to flatten it out. 20 seconds. Okay. This recipe is at today.com for sure. And check out Giada's pasta. It's fantastic. She grew up with it. You know it's great. And this is what it looks like. How's Jade? This is how's what it looks like. Jade's She's good. Great. I love watching you cook with Jade. She's great. Fantastic. Bye. Oh, we did it. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. <laughs> 